What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports and any hot takes. I am your host, Phoenix Hygus, and ladies and gentlemen, what a good time to start a sports podcast because we are in the prime right now. I'm talking the NFL playoffs. We also got hockey going on right now. Soccer's going on right now. Basketball is getting towards that midpoint. And as long as the meeting goes well this week, baseball spring training will get started at the end of February. So ladies and gentlemen, we got two things we want to get to in this big first episode. We're going to be talking about, of course, the NFL playoffs. But before we get into that big subject, we're going to be talking about the NBA All-Star Game. It's always a big thing for people to argue about on who they think should make it, if fan voting is a thing that should continue going. And I have them pulled up right in front of me right now. And I'll tell you what, based off this, as funny as it is, as great as the memes are, there is some obvious reasons why fan voting has some problems. The fact that Clay Thompson is number four right now in the guards for the Western Conference, as much as we all love Clay Thompson, he has played, what, two games now? Which... Lovely return. So glad to have Clay back. It's been two seasons now without any Clay Thompson. But man, fourth in voting. And I'm looking at the top 10 of the front court for the Western Conference, and I don't see any Brandon Ingram who has been playing at the same level as Anthony Davis so far this season. So we're going to be getting into who I think actually deserves a spot at the All Star game. And we're going to be talking starters mostly. We'll talk about some reserves, some people that I think definitely deserve to be in there. As of right now in the Eastern Conference, we'll start with the guards. There is a clear-cut person that needs to be number one, and he is number one, and that is DeMar DeRozan. He has been on fire. He's one of the higher-scoring leaders in the NBA right now. He's leading a Chicago Bulls team to a great record, although he has a lot of pieces helping him. But he is the core piece, which I don't think a lot of people would have predicted at the beginning of the season. So DeMar definitely deserves to be number one. Now, number two right now on the fan voting is Trey Young. And that's a very hard thing to decide on because in terms of stats, Trey Young is absolutely killing it. In terms of the standing where his team is at, which I truly understand is not his fault, He's not a very valuable player. He's not leading this team to a top three seed, but their team has been ridiculed by COVID this year and injuries. So it's completely understanding. So for right now, I'm going to keep Trey Young at that number two spot. Now, the final two spots on the guards, uh, those are my two starting guards. Uh, But the final two spots on the guards that I think kind of deserve some conversation right now James Harden is playing at an unbelievable level over the last few weeks. Um, he started off very rough. We saw some issues that he had without being able to get the fouls that he usually gets. Um, but he's really coming to his own shell. With all three of the big three playing in Brooklyn, they play amazing. Without them, they kind of match up with some of the top teams in the East. So if they can stay healthy and stay consistent, we know that the Brooklyn Nets, led by Kevin Durant, obviously, but... James Harden is obviously doing his thing, and if Kyrie Irving is able to play a amount of time that's, you know, comfortable for them to get going, uh, that team could be very dangerous. So I'm going to give James Harden conversation to possibly be in that starting lineup, but not over Trey and DeMar. 
In the final spot, a bit of a wild card, but Darius Garland. I think a lot of people haven't talked about him in the past. He's starting to finally go towards that trending spot. Um, but Darius Garland has been playing at an insane level. Does he deserve to be a starter over those three? Absolutely not. But he's been playing at an insane level over the last couple of weeks. The Cleveland Cavaliers have been an unexpected team that has climbed towards the top of the standings. And I think he needs some conversation for that. Uh, the only other two names that really bring up are Zach Lafine and, um, and LaMelo Ball. They've both been playing at insane levels. And then I'll also throw Fred Van Fleet, but just because he's been absolutely amazing the last couple of weeks. Um, off the whole season, though, Van Fleet is not in that conversation for me. Moving to the front court of the Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant is obviously the top pick here. Now there will be three front court starters. Kevin Durant is the number one pick by a insane amount. He has been playing at a crazy level this year and kind of solidifying himself as the best current player in the NBA. He obviously does not have the best career of the current players, um, but he is playing like the number one player in the NBA as of this season. Uh, the second spot, right now in the fan vote, it's going to Giannis, but I'm going to actually give it to Joel Embiid, and that's a big shock coming from me because I'm not the biggest Embiid believer. I think he's good. I don't think he can lead a team to a championship as the number one guy, um, but he's obviously proving me wrong this year. Uh, I'm not fully aware of how well the 76ers, I think they're kind of middle of the pack right now, um, but Joel Embiid is playing at an insane level, and obviously he has some players around him, Ben Simmons, that is not playing right now, and Tobias Harris that is not playing at a very high level. So Joel Embiid definitely deserves that second spot. Now for the third spot, that is going to go to Giannis. Whether he's having a down year or he's having an up year, he's still one of the top players in the NBA. His down years is better than most people's up year, so gets that third spot. One person that I want to give a shout-out to that I think is shouldn't be in the conversation for starting but should definitely uh, you know, get some credit is Jared Allen, another player from the Cleveland Cavaliers team where everybody was kind of pretty underrated in that starting lineup. Uh, and he has played at insane level. Obviously, Jason Tatum has played great this year, but I think Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel are the three top guys in the Eastern front court. Moving on to the Western Conference, uh, starting with the guards, I think the top two for this are absolutely locked already, um, although in terms of the vote, it is a little bit closer than you would think. The top person right now in the fan vote is Stephen Curry, and I absolutely agree with that. He is the, in my opinion, I'm not going to say he's the best point guard, but he keeps it very close with Magic lately. Um, he's obviously the greatest shooter of all time, and he's absolutely the, destroying this vote. He's currently the leader right now in the NBA in votes. I don't know if I completely agree with that. Um but he has about a 3 million vote lead over second place, which is my second pick as well, John Moran. He is playing like an MVP this season, and that's tough to say because in the NBA, I am a New Orleans Pelicans fan. Obviously, we took Zion, who if he ever is to get healthy, I know can be amazing. Um, but obviously, Jaw was taken second after him, and Jaw is playing like an MVP this season. I don't know if you guys got to see that block that he did about a week ago now. It is one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in the NBA. His head was above the rim. That's ridiculous. 
John Morant deserves that second spot. Right now in third, it's Luka, and when you look at the stats, I completely agree, but I also think you need to give some talk about Devin Booker and Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell in that conversation of those people that are right below John Morant, but a bit of a significant lead uh, between the top two and everybody below them. The one person that I think shouldn't be getting as much credit is Damian Lillard. Obviously, unfortunate news, Damian Lillard is most likely uh, out for the season or out for the majority of the season with an injury that he just had. But he just didn't start the year off great, which is why it's a bit of a trouble for me to say that he's in that same conversation. Uh, He's ninth right now in the All-Star voting, so obviously he won't be able to play for the All-Star game. But I think he's getting a little more credit uh, from when he was playing than he deserved. In the Western Conference front court, I also think this is a pretty uh, clear-cut and dry race uh, in the top two. The third space is very up for grabs right now. Uh, LeBron James and Nikola Jokic are the two best front court players in the Western Conference by enormous amount. LeBron James is playing at a ridiculous level for the age he's at now. I think he's 36 or 37, and he's playing at an MVP level still. LeBron James definitely deserves to be uh, number one in the Western Conference front court. And if you're asking me, I think he deserves to be the number one vote getter in the Western Conference. Uh, right below him, as I said, was Nikola Jokic. This man could be an MVP contender for the rest of his career, the way he plays, just triple-double after triple-double, and he continues to carry this Nuggets team that is still a very good team surrounding him, but he is obviously the core centerpiece of it. Nikola Jokic, very deserving of that second spot. Now, the third spot in the front court is where it gets very interesting for me, because right now in the fan vote is Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins has been playing at a great level this year. Props to him. I don't know if he deserves that third spot, the starting spot in the Western Conference. That's a little questionable. Right below him right now in the fan vote is Paul George, who also sadly just got a most likely season-ending injury. So Paul George probably will not be playing in the All-Star game. And then right below that is Anthony Davis, who I do not think deserves a starting spot in any way on this All-Star team. Possibly a reserve, but definitely not a starting spot. Then for me... It comes between a person who is right below Anthony Davis and Draymond Green, who I think has been playing very well this season, and a person who is not even on the fan vote at all, and that is Brandon Ingram. Even though it may sound a little biased coming from a Pelicans fan, I think Brandon Ingram has been playing at a higher level than Anthony Davis this season. Without looking at his stats, Brandon Ingram has been a better scorer this season. Obviously, Anthony Davis being a center slash sort of power forward rebounds is a bit better but assist is better for Brandon Ingram right now I'm aware I think he's playing in a more center role than Anthony Davis Anthony Davis is more of a second guy to LeBron to whereas with Zion out Brandon Ingram is the star guy for the Pelicans right now uh and even though they're not doing well in the standings neither the Lakers that much um I think the Pelicans have just been carried by this person that a lot of people wouldn't consider a number one guy, but he has continued to make them slightly competitive towards that play-in game in the Western Conference. Um, So if you're asking me between Draymond Green and uh, Brandon Ingram on who deserves to be that third spot, Right now, I'm going to give the slight edge to Draymond Green. I think he's just a little more influential uh, and more notable and newsworthy this season, which is really what it comes down to in the fan vote. So I think Draymond Green deserves that third spot. 
Um, and then I think Brandon Ingram is right below that. I think you give a little own category to Rudy Gobert and Andrew Wiggins. I think those are the guys that'll probably be towards the end of that reserve list um, that are playing at an insane level and deserve to have talks of being a all-star, um, but aren't on that level to be in contention with a starting spot. So just a review for me on the Eastern Conference for guards, I have DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young as starters. In the front court, I have Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, and Giannis as my front court. In the Western Conference and my guards, I have Stephen Curry and John Morant as the two starting guards. And in the front court for the Western Conference, I have LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Draymond Green as the starters in the front court. Now, in terms of reserves, I've mostly talked about them. Uh, I believe that there is seven spots left for reserves. So in terms of the guards in the Eastern Conference, I think Van Fleet uh, deserves to be there. I think Harden deserves to be there. Uh, Levine and LaMelo, I think those would be my four guards left. And then with three to four more reserves, uh, for the front court, I'll probably give it to Jason Tatum. I'll give it to Jared Allen. Uh, I'll give one to Jimmy Butler. And then I'm kind of questioning what I should do with my final one. Um, a lot of people might say Pascal Siakam. Some people might say Bam Adebayo. Uh, if I were to pick between those two, I don't think either of them have been playing at an all-star, all-star level this season. Uh, I think Bam is just... Uh, a bit more of an entertaining player to watch, so I'd probably go with Bam for my final reserve spot. On the Western Conference side, in terms of guards, I think Devin Booker deserves a nod, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Luka Doncic. Those would be my four guards uh, reserves. And then on the front court, I would go with Andrew Wiggins, Brandon Ingram, Anthony Davis, and Carl Anthony Towns, probably. Uh... I might put in Rudy Gobert over Anthony Davis. I think that's the that's the two people I might flip-flop between as we get closer to the All-Star game. Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis for that final reserve spot in the front court. But there we go. If you want to go and rewind back and figure out who my teams are, there you go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the NFL. So... If you do not watch football, we are entering the NFL playoffs starting this Saturday. And oh boy, am I I'm so excited to watch the NFL playoffs. They're always the most exciting time of the year. And I have all the matchups, who I think wins at each position. So I'm going to be going through and talking about who I got winning this weekend. The first game I'm going to tackle right here is the number seven seed on the AFC side, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How are they in the playoffs? who knows, versus the number two seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, who started very rocky at the beginning of the season and have skyrocketed as one of the top teams in the NFL like we all expected them to be. If you're asking me who's going to win this game, I don't even think you have to question it. The Kansas City Chiefs should win this football game. And I'm going to say should instead of will because I know that the NFL has something up theirs uh, that will have the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow win this game, which if you're asking me who I am a fan of in the NFL, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. So I don't want the Steelers to win for my hate of them, but it'd be really nice to have a really bad seed move on to the next round. It would help our chances. 
But I'm going to say that the Kansas City Chiefs should win this football game. Why? Because they have the better quarterback, they have the better wide receivers, they have the better tight end, and they have the better O-line, in my opinion. Now, in terms of my matchup positioning, this game is actually decently close, I guess, considering uh, my matchups on the rest of the games. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have the better running back. I don't think Najee Harris is anything special, but I think he's better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So if you're really asking me, I think Pittsburgh has the slight edge on the running back, and I clearly think that the Steelers have a better defense than the Chiefs. Is it as big as a difference as it was at the beginning of the season? Absolutely not. But the Steelers have one of the top defenses uh, and probably the best defensive player in the NFL right now in T.J. Watt. Uh, So I think they have a better defense, but not enough to stop the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that eh, defense from the Chiefs can absolutely stop a horrible offense such as the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll admit, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think he's not a good person. Um, But, you know, I have kind of been raised with him in the division ever since I was a child. So it'll be interesting to see an AFC North without Ben Roethlisberger, but he is obviously out of his prime. And I think this game will be his last. The number two versus the number seven on the NFC side is my blowout of the week. And it is my lock of the playoff week is between the number seven Philadelphia Eagles and the number two Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the returning Super Bowl champions, led by Tom Brady, TB, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay wins in the quarterback with Tom Brady. They win in the running back with Leonard Fournette. They win in the wide receivers, although they just lost Antonio Brown. Their tight end is better. Their O-line is better. And their defense is better. Tampa Bay absolutely destroys this matchup 6 to nothing. They're just going to win this game. It's my lock of the week. No disputing it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Philadelphia Eagles and move on to the divisional round. Moving on to the six versus the three seed. This is my game of the week right here on the AFC side between the number six New England Patriots and the number three Buffalo Bills. We have seen these teams play twice now this season. The series was split. One time we saw a very snowy and windy game that ended with Mac Jones only attempting three passes. Uh, And we also saw a game where Buffalo kind of dominated New England. It was a a good game, but Buffalo just kind of knew how to handle their run game. Now, in terms of the matchups, I actually give this to the Patriots. I think the Bills have a better quarterback. I think New England has a better running game. Buffalo has a better wide receiver core. In terms of the tight ends, I think Buffalo has a better tight end. But in terms of how they use them, I think they're equal. So I gave a tie there. And I think New England has the better O-line and the better defense. Do I think that's going to win them the game? Uh, I don't know. This is going to be one of my more favorite games to watch, I'm hoping. Uh, It also says that the weather for this game, the high is zero degrees in Buffalo. So it will be a very cold game. I'm hoping we don't get a repeat of the first time we saw these two teams play in the cold. Um, I'm hoping for a little more of an exciting game. On my stat sheet, I said that I have the Bills winning. But I'm starting to change my mind here. I think if it's really that cold, if the high is zero degrees, as these two teams I'm sure are comfortable playing in the cold, I'm going to actually take the Patriots. I think their running game is going to be too much for the Buffalo Bills defense to handle. Um, 
The Patriots' defense is a very great defense, and I think will contain Josh Allen, but will find a way to limit him down a little bit from his absolutely amazing play. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to say the New England Patriots are going to take this round and move on to the divisional, although as a Bengals fan, I'd much rather have Buffalo win so that we can face the Titans instead of the Chiefs. On the NFC side, I have my... That is between the number six San Francisco 49ers and the number three Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if you fully consider it an upset. I think everybody thinks there's a chance that San Francisco could take this, especially given the recent history of Dallas not being able to show up in the playoffs. In terms of the matchups, though, Dallas absolutely takes this. I think Dallas has a better quarterback. They don't have a better running game, but they have a better running back. Uh, I'm not counting Debo Samuel, although I think he's obviously a core part of the 49ers running team or running core. Dallas has better receivers for sure, although it is close. Debo is probably the best receiver in this matchup, but Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, in my opinion, is better than Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. 49ers obviously have the better tight end in this matchup with George Kittle, but Dallas, in my opinion, has the better O-line and the better defense. Their defense is killer. I think that's what's going to decide this game is the 49ers offense is okay. The Dallas defense is great. I think the Dallas offense will do F for this game. I think it's mostly going to come down to can their defense make up for how eh their offense is by stopping an average San Francisco 49ers offense. In my opinion, I don't think they will. So I'm going to take the 49ers in this game. Moving on, I'm going to save the Bengals and Raiders game for last because I think that's where I'll go more in depth. In the NFC, we have the number four Los Angeles Rams versus the number five Arizona Cardinals. This division flip-flopped a lot during the season. Arizona probably should have taken the division at the end of the season but couldn't get the job done against the Seahawks in the finale. In terms of the matchups, I have the Rams winning this one. I think Arizona has the better quarterback and the better running game slash running back in James Conner. I think the Los Angeles Rams, though, take the wide receiver, have the better tight end, O-line, and defense. I don't think the O-line is good at all for Arizona, and I think their defense is okay. I think there's just a little more blockbuster talent on the Rams side of defense. If you're asking me who I'm taking in this game, I have absolutely no idea. I think both of these teams are choke artists that could absolutely win every game and go to the Super Bowl and win it, but could also be first-round exits. I don't think there's any average between these teams. It's either one or the other. And as much as the Rams have been more consistent and have gotten better towards the end to where the Cardinals have gotten worse, I think the Cardinals show some signs of them at the beginning of the season I think Kyler Murray just does a much better job than Matthew Stafford in this game. Why? Because Kyler Murray knows how to improvise. Matthew Stafford, not much experience in the playoffs. Neither does Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray actually has no experience in the playoffs at all. Experience is not there much for either quarterback, but Matthew Stafford seems to be playing at a lower level lately than Kyler Murray, and I think it truly is going to come down to the quarterbacks in this game because I think the defenses are both pretty good. Um... And the weapons that they have are also amazing. So I think this is going to come down to who has better quarterback play. And for me, that's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. So I have them winning this game. The final game we got is between who they? The number four seeded Cincinnati Bengals and the number five Las Vegas Raiders. 
Who knows how they even got into the playoffs. An absolutely crazy end to the season. I thought it was going to be a tie. I thought the Steelers were out. But it is what it is. Chargers, you screwed yourselves. In terms of the matchups, I have this going to the Bengals. They have the better quarterback, in my opinion. They have the better running back, better wide receiver core. Las Vegas takes the tight end and the O-line, I think, very clearly. And I think Cincinnati has a slight edge on the defense just because of Trey Hendrickson. I don't think these defenses are anything spectacular. I don't think they're the bottom of the pile defenses. But one team has a better defensive player, in my opinion. Maybe that's because I've seen him play more than Max Crosby this season. But Trey Hendrickson gets a little bit of the edge. In terms of who I think is going to win this game, my biased opinion wants to say the Bengals will dominate it. But realistically, I know this is going to be an absolutely great game. These are two teams that match up very well. Although they played early in the season, the Bengals uh, kind of dismantled them. I think this is a little bit of a different team that the Bengals are playing here. And it's going to be close. Realistically, I'm still giving it to the Bengals. I think they just have better weapons to give it to. Derek Carr is still an absolutely amazing quarterback, um, but he just doesn't have the weapons that Joe Burrow has. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, all four of those guys could literally play on a Pro Bowl level if they wanted to, and two of them actually are Pro Bowlers. So if you're asking me, it truly comes down to they both have great quarterbacks that are going to play super well on Saturday, but one of them has better people to throw it to. So those are my predictions for the wild card round. I'm not going to predict any games in terms of matchups uh, for the divisional round and further until they're actually made, but I do have drawn up my prediction, my, my playoff bracket uh, that I can read to you guys now. In terms of who I just picked, I have a little bit of a different on my uh, on my playoff bracket just because I would like to see the Bengals make the Super Bowl. That's how I made my playoff bracket. Uh, so I have the Chiefs beating the Steelers, the Bills beating the Patriots in my playoff bracket, uh, and the Bengals beating the Raiders on the NFC side. I actually do have it how I have my matchups. I have the Bucks beating the Eagles, the 49ers beating the Cowboys, and the Cardinals beating the Rams. Then back to the divisional round on the AFC side, I have the Bengals beating the Titans. This is clearly because I think they have better quarterback play. If Derrick Henry is back 100%, I see no reason why the Titans won't win this game, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. Then between the Bills and the Chiefs, I actually have the Bills coming out on top. I think there's a little bit of revenge after what happened last season between them two in the AFC Championship game. So I think the Bills get their revenge there. On the NFC side between the 49ers and the Packers, I have the Packers. I don't want to root for Aaron Rodgers, but he would absolutely destroy San Francisco. Between the Bucks and the Cardinals, I have the Cardinals, and you know why. It's not because I think the Cardinals are a better team than the Buccaneers. I think the Bucks are one of the more complete teams in the playoffs. I think it's because I want to see a Packers or Cardinals game again. That game was one of the most electric games of the season. It ended in such dramatic fashion, and I have no reason why NFL fans and the NFL commission would not want to see that game again. So if it's rigged, we'll probably have a Packers and Cardinals or a Packers and Buccaneers NFC Championship game. 
On the AFC side for the championship game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Between this matchup, and I mean this so seriously, I was probably playing around with the Bengals and Titans game, but I think the Bengals match up so well against the Bills. The Bengals defense just knows how to play against mobile quarterbacks. They don't know how to play against quarterbacks that know how to improvise. Josh Allen can improvise a little bit, but I see him much more as a mobile quarterback than an improvising quarterback. I think the Bengals are horrible against the run. The Bills don't have that good of a run attack. So I'm going to genuinely pick the Bengals over the Bills to make the Super Bowl. Now, on the NFC side, as much as I want to root for the Cardinals, the Packers are a great team, and I think Aaron Rodgers truly does make a Super Bowl. Now, for the Super Bowl, this is the game I want to see. This is the game I imagine is the best one possible. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has got to get this win, but I have a shocker. Aaron Rodgers gets COVID-19 the week during the Super Bowl and does not play on Super Bowl Sunday. You know why? Because if he was vaccinated, they would probably delay it a little bit. But he had the chance to get vaccinated. I get it. It's his free choice. He can do whatever he wants. But he had that choice to get vaccinated and he gets COVID-19. He does not play on that Sunday. And I know this is so realistic, but the Cincinnati Bengals against Jordan Love absolutely destroy the Green Bay Packers and have no chance because who they think going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. These Cincinnati Bengals are my Super Bowl champions this year. If it doesn't happen, I won't be surprised, but that is absolutely okay. I just need them to win one playoff game. Bars. I really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, and I am hoping that you guys are looking forward to more because it's going to get more fun as we go along. We'll get some interviews in here, and we'll talk a lot more about all the other sports that are happening right now in the world. But right now, it's football time. So, I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.